0: This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network.
1: We say good morning to Andrea. Good morning, how are you? I'm good, how are you? You know exactly the last time you were under this torture chamber.
0: <laughs> I do, I looked up in my um, calendar and it was February of 22, so it's been a while since I've been in here.
1: Tell us about, again, that we've talked about this before, but let's remind everybody, how does one get to be the architect of the state capitol complex?
0: Well, it's an interview process like any other job. I submitted my resume and out of a pool and interview, several interviews, I was selected.
1: How many people on your staff?
0: I have four.
1: Tell me where you're located.
0: So we are located in the Stratton building on the capitol complex, um, just right next to all the construction work currently happening.
1: Let's, well, you mention it, let's go there first. What is the future of the Stratton building? I've heard a lot of rumors uh this that we're going to ask the person who knows what's the future of the stratton Uh building
0: the stratton building probably has a short lifespan i would say in the next eight to ten years there's a good chance if funding is available that the stratton building will be gone the plan is to build a replacement building um, to the north side of monroe Um, so then once the armory is done and the new building is built Mm -hmm. we should be able to to hold everybody that currently has an office in the Stratton.
1: How many people in the Stratton would you guess right now working there on a daily basis? There's about a thousand. In the Stratton building? There is.
0: Yeah, oh. it's it's actually half a million square feet. It's, it's a large building. Um, so to build a replacement, it's pretty sizable.
1: How long, oh. how old is the Stratton building? It was built in the 50s. In the 50s. I remember I had an aunt who worked there. My wife, who was not my wife at the time, we were dating, worked in the Stratton building. So, it's what are the ma- what's the main state function that's in the Stratton? Do, do, first of all, do legislators have offices in the Stratton building? They do.
0: So, the Stratton building actually plays a significant role in the process right now. You know, so with the North Wing under construction, we had to relocate everybody that had an office in the North Wing somewhere. And Stratton is right across the road, so it is now home probably to at least three-quarters of the legislature um the senate takes up almost all of the first floor and then the house of representatives takes up the entire second floor
1: all right you mentioned the armory that has fond memories for a lot of us yes. we go by it and see a lot when you were in high school Newton, Illinois, right?
0: Yep, Newton, you never, Illinois.
1: You never had opportunity to uh, go did. to the armory?
0: I didn't, but I have heard so many stories of people who grew up here of the experiences and the memories that the, they had. The of that rock building.
1: concerts were unbelievable, yeah. the basketball games and so on. All right, what is going on now? I see all the windows here appear to be open. I see chutes hauling... Trash? Are they gutting the building?
0: They are. Um, for the lack of better words, they're gutting the building. Sure. Right now, uh, all the environmental issues are being taken care of. So that includes lead paint, asbestos, and mold that has grown in the building in the last 10 years. So that's step one. Uh, and step two then, is to um, build the the floors or retrofit the building to fit the next user group which will just be executive offices.
1: So we are probably going to fill in what was called the auditorium or the basketball gym, probably going to be filled in.
0: A portion of it.
1: A portion. Yes.
0: So the the Presidian Arch and the stage, which is um, the whole setup where all the rock concerts happen, sure. is in very good condition. So that will stay, and a portion of seating will also stay. So it will be a small venue, but not nearly what it used to be in the past.
1: How about, like, the, the, the seats and the balcony? Will they all be gone and changed?
0: Most of them will be gone, but some will be salvaged.
1: How many people do you hope to house in that building when it's all said and I done?
0: That will be right at 800.
1: 800 in what it will be the armory? That's correct. Uh, now let's talk about dates. Let's go back. You said 8 to 10 years. Maybe the Stratton will be replaced. Mm-hmm. What? But you're going to take people out of the Stratton and move them over to the armory? Is that what we said?
0: Correct. So the armory will be an executive office building. So all the offices underneath the governor will be moved. I shouldn't say all. But the majority that are in the Stratton will be moved to the armory building. Um, that should be complete around 2026.
1: The armory should be? Yes. Wow.
0: Yeah. So they're, they're moving well. Um, there's still a lot of work to happen there. And, of course, it is um, on the National Historic Register. So anything we do to that building um, needs to be mindful of uh, kind of what used to be there. So, like the windows you mentioned, they're getting restored. They'll look exactly like they were before. All right. um, Just to keep in the the exterior looks of the building.
1: A whole new HVAC system won't have have window units sticking out the windows like we do now. (laughs) going to miss those. I'm sure the people on the inside. (laughs) What happens to people Does that create you more space then at the Stratton building? And can that be utilized? You're taking some of those people and moving them to the armory. How does that impact what's happening at the Stratton?
0: Yeah, the Stratton right now is busting at the seams. There's not a single office space that's available. Again, because it's a temporary home during all of the construction work. Um, So, yeah, we will have vacant space in the Stratton once those occupants move to the armory.
1: All right. How long has this, now let's talk about what's happening as we see as you come down Monroe Street, uh, how long has that been on the drawing board?
0: Well, um, you know, after their West Wing renovation in 2010, 2011, right. it, it, you know, the plans were to move straight to the north, but unfortunately funding wasn't available. So it's been talked about for many, many years, um, but actually pinned to paper started in 19 so 2019.
1: Money was appropriated, money was said, we're going to redo. All right, what are they doing there? I mean, I see this big cave hole (laughs) in the ground as I come down Monroe Street. I see a whole lot of cranes, which means it's major. What's going on there?
0: It is major. So um, we've taken it in phases. Uh, Phase two was some early basement work in the Capitol building, just a precursor to the large project that was coming in the future. Um, That started in 2001, summer of 2001. And then um, last spring, so spring of 2022, we started the large hole or the underground parking garage. So we're slowly but surely filling it back in. And that will be home to 440 cars underground.
1: Those will all be people involved in state government.
0: That is correct. Yes. Yeah, so, no visitor parking. No all visitor. Assigned.
1: Whether it be legislators, staff, whatever, will yes. occupy that parking.
0: That is correct.
1: Where are those people at now?
0: Well, we actually have a wait list for parking. Oh. We, <laughs> we don't have enough parking currently. Um, You know, but really when we analyze the master plan um, for the entire complex, we've determined that we want to try to get more green space around the Capitol building. So this is step one in trying to eliminate some of those surface lots that you see the sea of surface lots downtown. So that's, that's what we call our phase three. And then the large project, which is when you drive past the Capitol and see all the windows boarded up, That is phase four, and that is the full renovation of the North Wing. Plus, we're building an underground conference center, a new visitors entrance, and tunnels that connect all the components together.
1: There are tunnels now that connect the Howlett building to the Stratton building to the Capitol and so on. Will those remain intact or will they be changed?
0: They will all remain intact. Yeah. Now, the Stratton Tunnel obviously will go away when the Stratton Building goes away. Sure. But the new tunnel, one of the new tunnels we're building, connects to that existing Stratton Tunnel.
1: Um, Can I ask who... Who do you answer to? I know you're going to probably say nobody, and I understand that. (laughs) But no, no. Who do you answer? Do you answer to the governor, to the General Assembly? Who does the architect and the whole line and staff answer to?
0: Yeah, I work for the General Assembly.
1: General Assembly. Yeah,
0: so I have a board. Okay. Um, I have a a board who's great to work with. Um, We we meet very frequently and talk about all of the ideas. Because, you know, as an architect, we have lots of ideas. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Throw a lot of them to the wall and see which one sticks. Um, But yeah, I work for the General Assembly.
1: So walk me through, how did you, I mean, walk me through your education, born and raised, as we say, in Newton, Illinois, Mm -hmm. Newton High School. Where did you go to school after that?
0: I went to SIU Carbondale. um, Majored in? Architecture. Okay. So a a, a science of architecture degree. And then immediately after that, I went to the University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign and got my master's of architecture.
1: Let me back up a little bit back to high school, even elementary school. Where did the did you always have an interest in being an architect, or is that something that developed?
0: It it developed. I mean, I grew up out in the country. Um, not really a lot of positive influence from any architect, um, <laughs> especially on a hog farm. Um, but I I got to Carbondale and um, just started to explore the different options and walked by a classroom that had, was was just all windows and you could see people building models and drawing and and sketching and i thought that that would probably be really fun um, so i applied and got into the program and then i fell in love with it ever since then.
1: where was the first uh, employment opportunity for you
0: i actually worked here in springfield at a, a place called cr williams and associates mm-hmm. um, they hired me as an intern after only two years of school i oh. think uh it, the guy took a chance on me, and, you know, I every opportunity I've had has just been amazing because you can build upon the different experiences you, you've had.
1: Were you pr- there prior to the appointment as the state architect?
0: Um, so, actually, I spent 15 years in Bloomington oh, okay. at, sh- at a firm called Shive Hattery. We were an architecture engineering firm. Um, I worked all over the country. I was actually licensed in nine different states at one point. Um, had had great experiences but I can say this job is probably one of the coolest
1: what is the what was the attraction when you heard this particular Arctic for the state capitol was available what drew you to that
0: you know I think it is to 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 oversee um, one of the well the largest to date construction projects on our iconic statehouse I mean we have we have to be so proud of the building that we have here in Springfield if you compare it to other state capitals, it just isn't even the same. You know, we have something that is so cool. And to be part of that, I just wanted to see if that opportunity would be there. And lo and behold, it's now four years and I've been in this position and, and I, I feel very gracious to have it.
1: I've seen eight or ten state capitals. That's all because most of the time we fly places and you fly over mm-hmm. country. But I have, is this that unique, this the design, the structure itself, our state, I keep hearing it is, you would know, is there any place house even has anything close to what we have here in Illinois?
0: I don't think so. Um, you know, we're the tallest state house, um, besides a conventional high rise, uh, building. We are the, the, the tallest dome structure in the U S um, we're just extremely unique and that's what makes it so cool.
1: How much of the inside is that okay where you're at now? Are you looking to do some changes on the inside of the Capitol?
0: You know, we know that there is some dome work that needs to happen. Okay. Just like you replace a roof on your house. Sure. You've got to take care of it. Um, probably again in that next eight to 10 year time frame, but the inside, you know, besides the North wing. So the North wing, we're really focusing a lot on um, security, HVAC upgrades, um, fire safety. There's no sprinklers. So, you know, God forbid if something would happen to, to a portion of that building, we want it to be covered. And so we're slowly working our way around to make sure we address those issues so then generations way beyond us can continue to enjoy
1: it. How many different structures are involved under your jurisdiction as part of the Capitol complex? For example, I'm sure the Howlett building is, archives and so on. Um, is it just the downtown area?
0: It's just the downtown area. Yeah. So the um, the kind of boundary is Washington to Cook, okay. and Third to Walnut,
1: Third to Walnut. Yes. All that would considered be part of the uh, under under your jurisdiction. Yep.
0: The Capitol Complex,
1: correct. Okay. When you come up with an idea, or the General Assembly does, then it's those folks to try to introduce a revenue source. Is that right?
0: Correct. Correct. So right now we are um, building all of the construction that's going on right now off of the Rebuild Illinois Act that was passed in 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, And any future funding, um, who knows where
1: that will come from. How long have you been the architect of the Capitol? Almost four years. So... Before that, I mean, do you have any? Well, you have to have some connection to the governor's office because they are going to have a say in some of this, yeah. I would guess.
0: You know, I do have a good relationship with the governor's office. We meet often, um, and I try to maintain that relationship with a lot of the state agencies just because it's the best working relationship.
1: I, I'm sure people have said this the impact you're having on this construction and the rehab, whether it be the armory or the capital, whatever. That's major for Springfield. We probably have not seen that in this city in a long time. I know the railroad is is major. Yeah. I understand that, the relocated railroad and transportation center and everything else that's going on. But this is probably the most activity people have seen around the Capitol since I can remember probably in the last 50 years.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've heard that same thing. Um, you know, there are days that we have close to 500 construction workers working between... All of the phases plus the armory, so it's not only um, activity, but it's bringing revenue because um, we, as in all the work, I mean all, they're all state. For the most part, they're Illinois contractors, so we are providing people jobs, and then and then those contractors are. Are sometimes staying here overnight if they're sure, from a little bit farther absolutely. they are um, eating at local restaurants so it's it's a win-win for everybody
1: as far as you look are things pretty much on track timeline as far as completion when you think or thought they were going to be or projected when they're going to be completed
0: yeah they are now we have had some hiccups just with uh, electrical components but we've learned to order those way in advance um for example uh one of the things we're waiting on are generators. They are uh, 1750 KW generators so that are huge, and I have two of them, and they were ordered 24 months ago, and they still have not yet arrived. How often? So, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, so we, we know and, and we've kind of forecasted and projected those long lead items of, of VFDs and switchgear and transformers have them coming, and even if we've got to pay for them to sit there for a while, it's better than us waiting and hoping whenever they're going to show up.
1: Andrea Aggert is visiting with us, architect for the state capitol here in Springfield Capital Complex. How often do you go on the site and look at what's going on?
0: I'm there every couple of days. Ever Are you
1: really? Yeah. Who, who do you talk to, the general form person or whatever?
0: Yep, the superintendent. Okay. Um, you know, but we, myself and my staff, we navigate the site whenever we need to, but we have multiple meetings each week to make sure everybody stays on track and everybody's doing what they should be.
1: Is the job ever done? I mean, do you ever say, gee, we got no other projects to worry about? Is that not, not the case? I mean, you, you already mentioned the Stratton building's coming up next, and when the funding starts, it gets leveled.
0: Yeah, the job is never done. Never done. There's always something to work on. You know, even if it's a leaky toilet or a, a air, ha- air handler that needs a motor replaced, there's always something.
1: How's the Howlett building working out? One of the uh, chambers of General Assembly is there, right?
0: That's correct. So um, during the construction process, um, the Senate actually had to be removed from their chamber Not because we're doing a lot of work in that chamber, but we could no longer exit them safely out of the building with all the construction work that would be going on around them. So we renovated the auditorium in the Howlett building, which used to sit 525 people in uh, an auditorium seating. And now we have built a platform, put in 60 member desks and the Senate has held one session in there. And I think fairly successfully. I think so too. Um, I'm sorry, one veto and one regular. Now, it is a bit farther of a walk, but I think it's it's comfortable. It's it's somewhat comparable, not near the ornate and detail of the original chamber, but just uh, two more veto sessions and one session, and then they'll be back in their regular chamber.
1: <laughs> Andrew Agger, thanks for coming in. Thank we you. We won't make it me. nearly as long as we did this 16 months since you'd last been here. I, and it was a John Strimstreffer. That's probably why we didn't call you back. We're not big fans of John. <laughs>
0: Thanks for coming in. Great
1: talking to you guys. (laughs) Nice talking to you. See ya.
0: You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.